Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes, wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Welcome to the Fun and Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the gains begin. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Funny Games Podcast. Happy Wednesday, where Wednesdays are our favorite day. Since it is the week after Labor Day, I feel like summer has officially come to a close. We did it pretty big. We went to the pool. Surprisingly, some of the hottest days in Michigan have been like the last three. And I'm like, okay, I see. Now when we are ready for fall, you're trying to warm up. I see. These are these are some mind games right here. But honestly, like I love it. I love the heat. I don't mind it at all. So it's been so nice to be able to go to the pool a couple more days and enjoy that. Vinny is obsessed with the pool and he could swim all day. Matter of fact, he did. On Saturday, we were at the pool from 11 to 3 and he did not stop swimming except for like maybe two minutes when I forced him out for a small break and a snack and then he went right back in. Like he loves the water. He is a water baby and he's getting so good at swimming. I'm so proud of him and I just know like next year, next summer, he's going to be so much bigger and probably be able to swim on his own and oh, I'm just, I'm so excited. But It was an awesome long weekend. I hope you guys also had a good long weekend. If you're here in America, we had a long weekend with Labor Day. I mean, I'm always down for some good family time, good time in the sun, riding our bikes and just enjoying everything that's out there and really being present and living in the moment. So that is, I guess, what I'd say our weekly recap is, but I'm going to add on how obsessed Vinny is with Halloween. I love that this is the age where he is catching on to things and he is able to have things he loves and he's obsessed with. So we genuinely, every time we go into a store, he only points out like all the Halloween stuff. He wants all of it, all of the spider webs and the skeletons and the pumpkins and the ghosts. So it was really fun to do a little bit of new, you know, holiday decor shopping with him and then also pull out our old stuff and have him pick his favorites that like, you know, I remember as a kid having my favorites where I'm like, oh, this just screams this holiday season because my mom would bring it out every year during this time in this season. So it was really cool. And we got him a ton of like jammies with like spider webs and ghosts and skeletons on it. And he's obsessed. Like he has this one ghost It's like sweatpants and a hoodie. And surprisingly for once, it's been hot. So he hasn't been able to wear it outside. He can only wear it inside. So I'm like, these are your special like indoor clothes. Like you have to change to go out. But then as soon as we get back home, every single time for the past four days, he's changed into these and he's obsessed with them. I had to get him like a skeleton set so that I can have time to wash the ghost set because he is that like attached and obsessed with them. So it's just been a really fun 
transition into fall. I'm very happy and excited and I feel like I have some room to breathe because I don't actually have any trips this month or coming up for a little bit. So I have time to relax and actually get into a routine where it has sincerely been, I don't even know a month this year that I have not traveled. So it is great to know I have four weeks at home where I can actually get into routine, get my house in order, I'll finish the gym, like finish all these things. I think I talked about this in the last episode, but it has been so nice, you guys, to be back home and to get a new routine. And I feel like a lot of us do travel for summer. So maybe you're in the same place where you're like, I loved traveling. I wouldn't, you know, change that for anything, but it is kind of nice to be able to get back home, get things settled and be able to have a routine because I just thrive in routine. Darian and I both do. We love it. And I know that's not for everybody, but for me, I love it so much. So I'm just feeling a lot more happy and hopeful and things are good this week. I hope they're good for you as well. When it comes to today's episode, I want to talk about optimizing your training and I have five top ways that you can optimize your training and we'll go through each of them, talk about them, give a little bit of a breakdown. If you're in a place where, you know, maybe you've hit a little bit of a plateau or maybe you need to mix things up or, you know, you're getting a little bit bored of your routine and things are coming mundane, like let's chat about it. No, you're not the only one. Hopefully some of these things are going to help you get uplifted, maybe get motivated and inspired to continue on this health journey and your life overall. Because as you guys know, this is your life. This is not just a quick fix. You're not just here to learn some exercise and some movement. We are in this for the long haul. It's actually a Netflix documentary, I think, out about studying 100-year-olds. And it was so fascinating. I was really bored on Sunday while I was doing laundry. And so I just put it on because I was like, oh, this is actually extremely fascinating. Like, I wonder what these people's tips are to live a longer and healthier life. And there's 105-year-olds riding horses and still working and, you know, doing things, not having full cognitive function and mobility. And I'm like, holy cow, that is so inspiring. That is the goal. I totally think... Growing up, like as soon as I hit 30, like my life's over, I'm going to be a mom. Like, I don't know why I have that mindset. Like while I was young, I'm not, I'm not, not 30 or anything, but I'm just thinking like, no, our life, we actually have so many more years to come. Even if you're 20, like we have so much of a life to live and there's so much to look forward to. So instead of worrying so much about what we look like and, you know, taking shortcuts that are really damaging to physical and our mental health. Like we have to think about our future self and say, no, I'm doing this for 40 year old Brit where I can still run around and move. I can join the fun adult, you know, pickleball clubs and be a baller and just like actually enjoy my life for the whole duration. Because if you've noticed every year that you get older, you don't feel older. Like I do not feel any older. I still kind of feel like I'm 16, 18. Yep. 16. And I'm not anymore. (laughs) Like I am not 16 anymore, but I still feel that. And I want to feel that youthful energy forever. And if we take care of our bodies and our minds now and aren't doing things to damage our mental, physical health now, or work toward recovering that work toward these goals, right? We're working toward these every single day. We're going to have our lives filled with so much more hope. It is never too late to start genuinely. Like it, I just always want to put that in your head. It's never too late to start. So we got to talk about all of that. I think it was super just fun and interesting. And you guys know I'm very passionate about this because 
I really just want to have such a life filled with happiness, peace, and joy, and taking care of my health is part of that. It is not the entirety of it. I know it might seem like that with social media where a lot of the stuff I post is just gym and health and fitness related, but there is so much more that goes into that and just make this part of your life, part of your lifestyle. It doesn't have to be everything when it comes to that. So before we get into it though, you know what we got to do? We got to do our review of the week. Okay, so I ended up scrolling back to find one that I haven't read yet, and I'm hoping I haven't read this one yet, but it's back from April of this year, which, wow, seems like it was yesterday and we're in September already. Excuse me, what? This is from VMK90, Authentic, Real, and Inspiring. This is the random one that my finger stopped on to pick, so congratulations for having your review read, and if you haven't reviewed yet, go ahead and do that. Thank you very much in advance. This one says, hey, Britt, first of all, I want to say how happy I am that I discovered your podcast. You have such a positive and authentic outlook on fitness, which is such a breath of fresh air, given how much toxicity is out there. I also love that you are a mom. I just gave birth to a healthy baby boy last month, and I think there really needs to be more visibility of mothers in the fitness space. It breaks my heart to hear that you've faced some unkind comments from folks regarding motherhood. Moms are incredible, and I don't ever want you to feel like you don't belong in the fitness community because you absolutely do. In fact, I'd love to hear more about your takes on motherhood, postpartum, etc. And I doubt I'm alone in that. I think you're such a great example for moms everywhere. You also do an amazing job for caring for Vinny while also caring for yourself, which is no easy feat. From one mom to another, I'm sending you love, respect, and strength. Keep shining. All right. Well, I didn't think I'd freaking tear up during that, but thank you so much. I, wow, I agree on that. I, maybe I have read this review before, but truly, You guys know I will always stand by. I don't feel like motherhood is shown as much in the fitness community and represented as much. And I would love to be able to shine even more on that. I think sometimes I get a little bit timid and shy and I'm still working on stepping into that. But I feel like once I manifest something on the podcast, like saying, oh, I need to do this or I want to do this, it normally happens. So I'm I'm working my way up. I feel like I've slowly been doing that. And even on like TikTok, I feel like I've been able to find a way to vlog a little bit more just to show a little bit more of life and routine for me visualizing how it can be done as a mom still get your workouts in still cook healthy meals like that's what's helpful to me to say oh I see somebody like living a life that I kind of want to live and so I'm trying to just do that more and have more clarity like represent that a little more. So I'm always, always trying to do better. Very excited to do even more and even better. And congratulations on having a baby boy. I know, (laughs) I know this was literally months ago and your baby boy is so grown now. I mean, not really, but yes, I'm just, I'm so happy. I need to move on, but thank you so much for your review. This means so much. I love you guys. Thank you for supporting me while being a mom and being able to share both sides of, Hey, let's kick it in fitness, but also you can do this while living your life and being a mom. All right, let's kick it into gear. We're getting into today's episode. Let's run with it. Number one, these are in no particular order. These are the things that my brain, how they spit them out. Five ways of optimizing your training. Number one is gonna be progressive overload. I have already talked about this on the podcast, but it has been almost two years since this podcast released. What is going on, guys? How is time flying? So let's revisit progressive overload, what it is, how you can implement it, and what that means for you, what that's going to look like in your training. 
First things first, if you don't know what progressive overload is, it is just increasing the stress on your body. This can come in many different forms in many different training facilities. There are different ways that you can do this. One of the ways is increasing the weight. So you are lifting heavier loads. You're increasing that load of intensity. This is probably the most common and the first way you're going to think of progressive overloading. That is basically you're increasing the weight lifted right? To increase from 40s to 45s, from 45s to 50s, from 50s to 55s. It's important to track your weight to make sure you're moving up to have progressive overload because our bodies get used to lifting the same amount of weight. My body is so used to lifting 135 on squat because I've been doing that for five years. You know what my body isn't used to? 155, okay? 20 pounds lighter, a 10 on each side. Body isn't as used to that. That makes me have a little bit more stress on my body. Good stress, you know, this is helping promote muscle growth, muscle strength, muscle endurance. It's good kind of stress on the body, not like anxiety stress, but it is causing you to push harder so that your body isn't, if your body is used to something, it's hard for it to continue to progress because a 135 is a piece of cake. All right, let's try the next one. Oh, you got to push yourself more. You're pushing yourself more and more. So that is one way. And I will always say, don't increase your weight if the mechanics of the lift is not sound. You've got to have great mechanics for your squat, deadlift, bench, etc. before you're moving up in weight. So always check that. The second way that you can implement progressive overload is increasing reps using the same amount of weight. So you could be lifting the same load for more reps. This is leaning a little bit more toward, you know, endurance versus strength and hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is muscle growth, building muscle. An example of that will look like instead of doing 10 reps, you're now doing 20 reps with the same amount of weight. That is intense because your body, that's a mind game with physical. You're used to doing 10 reps. Now you're trying to shoot for 15 reps. That's a lot harder. That really helps you with muscle endurance. That is the focus of that one. Just so you know, the third one can be decreasing your rest periods. So this is going to be the period between your sets. You're keeping it shorter. And this also has a huge challenge and is a good variety because it's helping increase your heart rate. You're not resting as much. You're having to go sooner. You're having to push yourself more in a different way. Number four could be doing more work in the same amount of time. So this could be swimming. This could be running. This could be hit. This could be cardio or CrossFit. So for example, if you are swimming eight minutes, right? Let's say you've got eight minutes of a swim or eight minutes of a run you are trying to go faster. So in eight minutes, you're trying to go, instead of one mile, you're trying to go a mile and a half. You're trying to beat that time. This can also go with CrossFit. You know when they do how many rounds? If you finish a round, let's say you have like five minutes. If you can finish five rounds in five minutes, and then next week you're trying to hit six or seven rounds within that same five minutes, that is another way of progressive overload. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry a bunch of different stressors. Recently, Darian and I are working through moving, him graduating, taking boards, wrapping up things here in Michigan, and our cross-country move to Florida. Like us, I assume that you also probably have a lot of things that are going on in your life and some stressors, whether they are big or small. And oftentimes we can keep them bottled up and then it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy can be a safe place for you to get things off of your chest and try to work through whatever is weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, go ahead and give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E. LP.com slash Brit. Skincare from the sea. You got that right. I'm introducing you to the brand Osea. If you have not heard of them yet, this company is called OSEA. It stands for Ocean, Sun, Earth, and Atmosphere. And it is an amazing skincare and body care company. This company is vegan and cruelty free. They're climate neutral certified and ocean positive. It is a clean beauty company. It checks all of the boxes. I love these products so much. I actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OSEAMalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. Number five is increasing sets. So this is going to increase your overall volume. The first one of lifting heavier loads, that's increasing your load. If you're increasing your volume, you're increasing the amount of sets. So if you go from three sets of training to four sets of training, that in and of itself is progressive overload because you're doing an entire another set. Another method of progressive overload is increasing the frequency. So training more often. Let's say you're going from one leg day to two. That's a huge difference. Even two leg days to three, massive difference because you're getting in a whole nother workout, more sets and more reps. That is a way to progressive overload. The last one I would say is extending past technical failure. So basically these are going to be like your drop sets, your static holds, forced reps, maybe like assistance with those. This is going to help your like increasing effort. This one I'm not like super fond of. You want to be safe always when you're doing failure, but that is a way of, hey, I'm fatigued. I'm completely burnt out. I'm doing one more rep or I'm completely burnt out. I just hit a PR. I'm doing a drop set that you got to be a little bit more careful. I definitely say that's definitely more in the advanced scheme of things, but that can be another way of progressive overload. So those are seven ways that you can progressively overload. One of those is for sure going to work. This is going to depend on your goals and what you want as a result. So whichever one of those is like, oh, I'm trying to like, you know, build muscle. Maybe I can do increasing my weight. I can increase my frequency. I can increase my sets. If you're trying to look for more of endurance, you're more of an endurance athlete. You can increase your reps using the same weight. You can decrease your rest periods. You can try to do more work in the same amount of time. There are so many different options that you have and you don't have to do all of these at the same time. Please don't do all of these at the same time. 
but there are a lot of different options that you can mix things up. If you're in this plateau, if you're like, I, I'm kind of bored of my training. I feel like I do the same thing every day. I'm not getting the best results. Do some of these. You've got seven options to mix things up, make your workouts a little bit more challenging, tap in, really channel yourself and push yourself in a new way. And this is going to be a great factor in helping you optimize your training because you're going to get better results. You will not get results if you are staying stagnant. You've got to in some way continue to push yourself, your body physically because your body is smart. And it says, hey, I'm used to this. This is now a chill state. You know, I don't have to elevate my heart rate as much. I don't have to work as hard for this workout because I'm so used to this. I don't need to, you know, strain when I'm doing tens on curls. Nah, like that's just going through the motions now. Tap in, implement some progressive overload. You're going to get results and you're going to help optimize your training. The second thing you can do to help optimize your training is to train with intensity. There are two specific things I want to talk about when it comes to training with intensity. This is just, you're going to the gym and I know, okay, I know not every workout is going to look like this. Like, let's get real. There are so many times I have to go through the motions. You guys have heard me like trying to stay consistent, trying to show up this past few months of travel has caused me to, sometimes I am just going through the motions. I'm just proud I get to the gym. I'm not able to train with intensity during my sessions or we're having an off day, a bad day. It's that time of month, whatever reason. We can't always be clocked in like that. I understand that. Please know that's not a realistic expectation. But if we can go in with intention, that is going to help us so much for those days that we can. I just, again, want to make sure you're not feeling like, oh, I'm not doing this every single time. Nobody does it every single time. We all have those off days, but on those days where we're able to clock in, let's talk about it. So first thing I would say is time under tension. And all this is saying is the amount of time your muscle is under tension or strain during an exercise set. So you're lengthening each phase of that movement to make your sets longer. You can take your time in this. That is fantastic. Slow down your squat. You don't need to be busting through 10 squats and just ba 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 ba. If you take your time and you're really slowing it down, you know, going down and going up, you are going to have so much more out of that and focus on that mind to muscle connection, which is the second part of this. I'd say time under tension helps with intensity and mind to muscle connection. You're clocked in, you're thinking about the mechanics, you're thinking about your body, you're trying to focus on what muscle groups you're trying to target and emphasize that. And also, Creating tension in your muscles for a longer period of time, it can help lead to muscle growth. So being slowed and controlled helps you be more purposeful and intentional in your lifts. We really don't need to be out there swinging everything around. Let's keep control and focus of the weight and of the muscle that we are working on. This is going to help us also develop muscular control, which is huge. We want to feel in control of the weight be able to have good form and posture, good mechanics. Nobody wants an injury. I want you guys to stay safe out there while you are lifting, while you are exercising. So this can be a really nice break to slow the tempo down, to focus. You're still lifting heavy. You're not, you know, easing up on the weight and doing this. You're trying to do this with the same weight that, you know, you typically are lifting with. And what's also cool about this and going with time under tension is you can focus on your breathing your alignment. This can also help with better movement patterns. And those better movement patterns are also going to help you with injury prevention because you have the proper mechanics. An example of this, what this could look like in your training. 
This could be pause squats where, you know, you go down in your squat, you sit in that hole, that low parallel thing, and then you come back up slowly. That's fantastic. That is time under tension. Those, I swear, pause squats help me improve my squat form, but also the weight I can lift because my muscles are being challenged in such a way. And also sitting in that pocket, trying to come up after holding, that is just a muscle strength on a different level. I am a huge fan of that. The third thing to help you optimize your training is consistency. I swear consistency is the key to life when it comes to health and fitness, but when it comes to your everyday life, when it comes to your routine, when it comes to showing up for people, that really matters. So consistency when it comes to your training and your program. And I feel like a lot of times consistency can change. I've talked about this before, but pick a program that is going to work for you. And I can talk about programs in a second, but when it comes to your training split, you really want to set goals that you know you can achieve to ease into it. If you're in that phase of you start you, you know, take a break, you come back, you start, or maybe you're in the cycle of never feeling like you're doing enough. You're a little bit too anxious to start. Um, if you're kind of in that boat, I would definitely say pick something that's going to be easy. This can even be two days a week, do an upper body day, a lower body day, or go for two full body days, go for two classes at your gym, do a Pilates and a lifting class, whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you, just have it be something that you can be consistent. Once you've done that for two, three, four weeks, you say, hey, I've been consistent. I'm actually feeling great. Then you can add something in. I, that is what has worked for me when I was postpartum. I started bare minimum, slowly was able to add things in. And that is what has gotten me to where I am today because I did not try to jump in and say, oh, I used to lift five, six times a week. Let me do that as a new mom. Uh, wrong answer that is so unrealistic for me maybe some out there can and like you go and you do it I know for me that was not realistic so I said let me start with two days a week okay I can do that let me start with three days a week okay I can do that slowly after a year I was like let me try to add a fourth day I can go four days a week okay we got this and then things started to go into a nice pace and rhythm and I kept trying to show up during those difficult times and tried to stay consistent, but I was realistic with what my consistency was going to look like for that time. And that is key when it comes to programs. This is kind of the fun part. You are never stuck with any kind of training routine. You can mix classes. You can do boxing. You can do weightlifting. You can do both. You can do running, swimming, triathlons, and weightlifting. You are never stuck in any kind of certain exercise pattern. All movement is good movement. We are training for life. We are living our life. Whatever's going to make you happy running with your toddler three times a week while he rides his bike. That's what I do all the time. Like that's fantastic. You go for a walk with your newborn baby. Fantastic. You're getting some movement. You're getting some exercise in low intensity exercise is fantastic. And while I'm a big lifter, it is definitely underrated that low intensity walking or whatever it is. Please know any exercise, any movement is good. Start with where you're at and build on that. When it comes to programs, I do have an app. I have plenty of programs for you. I have beginner split. This is a great four day week split, two upper, two lower for my beginner gym girlies. If you know how to lift or if you have been to the gym at some point, you're comfortable with dumbbell movements, this is where you're gonna start. If you are brand new, 
I would recommend starting with my at-home program because that is a dumbbell only workout. So all of those are just dumbbells. You can learn mechanics, you can learn form. That's a great way to start and give you something where you can feel comfortable to then move up to that beginner split where you're using some dumbbells and barbells. I also have an advanced split where this is implementing a little bit more progressive overload as the beginner split. So you can go one from the other or you can start at the advanced. It is four days a week, two upper, two lower. It is gym based. It is barbell based and you are progressively overloading your muscles. You're trying to push and work and get comfortable in the gym, get confident in the gym and get yourself into the routine of showing up. I also have a glutes program. It is three lower body days and two upper body days. So in a sense, this can be even a progressive overload. If you're going from two lower body days to now three, that can be a factor but the lower body days are a little bit less intense since you have three. So that's a great one. I have shred, which is great. It incorporates some cardio. I've got strength training, which is what I am doing right now. And I did before. This is if you're trying to hit PRs. This is if you are trying to get out of a rut of a plateau. If you're like, I want to lift heavier. This is what you want to do. I am road to 200 for a squat. Again, I hit 190 yesterday and I failed at 195, but I'm going to get it. I'm going to get 200 and hopefully I can get all the way up to 225. I've gotten 200 before, but I want to get back up there. I also have a core program, which is fantastic. Core program, you can do with any of the other programs. You can do it by itself. You have three core workouts. They're, I think, 10 minutes each, each workout. Yep. Each core workout is just 10 minutes. It's two rounds, five exercises. And then I also incorporate a hit circuit with the core program. So it's fantastic. You can do that with any other program. I love that one. We did a fun challenge last November, I think. It was one of my favorites. And then I also have a little pull-up program, which if you're trying to get your first pull-up, this is a fantastic place to try to learn to do that. I give you exercises. You have weekly check-ins and focus on that. You can do that with any other program too. It you know just tells you, hey, these are the best things that you want to do. These are exercises you want to implement try them out and like core exercises, et cetera. I also have a lot of other things on my app, like recipes, weeks of workouts, some workout tips, et cetera, if you want some one-off workouts. So based on whatever your training method is, I have some awesome programs that you can try. I am certified, but also there's a ton of other programs out there. You can do personal trainer in person. You can follow YouTube programs. You can go to classes There are countless ways. I just want you to feel encouraged and capable that you can do this, whatever that is going to look like for you. Number four is team never skip a warm-up. I am so adamant on warm-ups. That is going to help you optimize your training like nobody's business. I saw huge results when I properly warmed up and I learned how to properly warm up. So dynamic exercises, you guys know I am adamant on those. No static stretching before your workouts. I still see people do it and that's okay. I was one of those people a while ago. I have further become educated and I know that you want to incorporate movement that is gonna help your body prep for the lifts that you're doing. Static stretching is great for after, but you're not having any blood flow. You're not increasing your heart rate. You're not actually warming up. Yes, you're stretching, but you wanna bring movement to the muscle, to your body. You wanna practice those movement patterns that you're gonna be going through in your workout with hundreds of pounds, possibly without weight. You want to warm up. 
Okay. So any kind, I have tons of videos on this, but dynamic exercises. This can be like the scoops where you're doing your hamstrings, butt kicks, where you're helping warm up your quads. You're doing leg swings. You're doing hip openers. You're doing walking lunges. You're doing deep squat stretches. You're doing a 90, 90 for your hips, banded knee work for your knees. Whenever you're doing squats or leg press or anything, so many different options. Fantastic. Make sure you're including a dynamic warm up every single workout, at least five minutes. Second thing is going to be a mobility routine. This is also going to help optimize your training. Mobility is king and queen. You will be able to hit deeper squats, have better ranges of motion, not only now, not only for your workouts, right? Like we want to have great mobility for our workouts. Let me pull this out to the real world for a second, but we also want to have mobility in our everyday life, even when we are getting older. So this is something that's going to help you now, and it's going to help you in the future. I actually did an episode with a great physical therapist a little while back where we kind of talk about a mobility routine, even in your day-to-day, like if you're working a nine-to-five, like what are some stretches, take a little bit of a break, fix your mobility, and then also some for workouts. But we want to have a daily mobility routine for now and for later as we get older. And I really feel like all of my lifts have shot up and I've been able to lift more without any injuries because I've been working so heavily on my mobility and making sure before I go into any workout, I am properly primed and ready to go. It is so important. It is not something to overlook. So definitely work on the mobility. It helps me get deeper in my squat, have great form and deadlifts too, hip thrusts, shoulder press, all of my major lifts. I want to have great mobility and just be able to run around and have fun because at the end of the day, what do we all want? We want to just be happy. Genuinely, we just want to be filled with so much happiness and joy and living a pain-free life where we're able to run and move freely without thinking about it is such a gift. Our health is such a gift that we take for granted and don't think about how valuable it is until we have a setback, until we have an injury, until we're sick. So taking those precautions and preventative health is so amazing and such a beautiful thing that we get to have. And last but not least, coming in at number five, ways to optimize your training is the three R's, rest, refuel, and recovery. I go in depth on this in the last podcast episode, so I'm just going to briefly touch on this. First one is rest. Take your rest days. Your body needs rest. Your mind needs rest. Take your rest days. You don't need to feel guilty. You do not need to be working out seven days a week, three times a day. You don't need to be doing it especially if your end goal is to live a happy, healthy life. I know that there are some people who are training to be professional boxers. You are doing competitions. You are doing sports. You're doing whatever it is. For the average goer, we need to have some realistic expectations and know that you do not have to train seven days a week, okay? Second one is refuel. Please properly fuel your body. That is also gonna optimize your training. When you have full energy, you are able to lift more, you're able to perform more, you're able to have cognitive function. When we're under eating, your body is not in a good state to be able to sustain yourself for long in that state. So refuel, have some great protein, have some great fats, have some great carbs, like focus on your micro and your macronutrients. 
I think nutrition is definitely a hard thing for a lot of people to deal with because a lot of those are habits and behaviors that we've had when we were younger, that we have maybe unhealthily developed, things that we're trying to correct, things that we're trying to unlearn and relearn. Ultimately, food is not the enemy. Carbs are not the enemy. Like we need food to live and food is part of an enjoyable process. Really like Darian and I love food. We love to eat. We love to cook. It is really fun for us. I know it is not enjoyable for everybody to cook, but that's okay. Try to find some recipes that you really like. I always say find five staple recipes that at any given time you can pretty much whip up in your kitchen and that are like in your back pocket. Try new recipes on Pinterest. Just try it. It is hard, I know, when you do not have a lot of time. I know I have had to do like the Home Chef or HelloFresh meal kits for a little bit because I was struggling with having time to cook. And that really helped me get through a little bit of a rut without having to, you know, just eat out every single night because I still want to eat somewhat nutrient dense foods with fruits and vegetables and proteins and grains and all of that. But what we eat really does have a big impact on us. And so it's really, I mean, you guys know it's important. We, we all know it's important. It's just if we're going to put it to action, if we're going to put it to play of trying to do a little bit better and try every day to just be a little bit better. And the last one was recovery. So basically give yourself and your body some time to recover, especially if you're trying to hit specific goals, your body and your mind, you need it. In order to progress, you have to rest. You have to have your muscles rebuild. You have to give yourself some proper time to do that and able to keep pushing yourself in this time under tension, in progressive overload and in whatever it might be. It's important and we need to not overlook it. So I hope you guys enjoyed these five ways to optimize your training. I hope you gained something out of it and whatever stage you're at, hope you were able to take one of these things and implement them and be able to get some results, feel motivated and encouraged to keep going. I hope you guys have the best week ever. Happy Wednesday. And I will talk to you all next week for some more fun and gains. Bye. You're listening to the fun and gains podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and games. Bye. Bye.